It's us again. Here we are, canoeing the dog rocket. And what are we going to do today? We're going to have a cigar. What else? And today's cigar is the H. Upman 1844 Hispaniola, a joint venture with Jose Mendez. So where did we get this idea to have an Upman? Well, we had a smoker over at Cordy Cigar Box over in Girard last week. It was a great event. Just relaxing. They got some nice cigars, and we decided to, uh, you know, put a shout out to uh, to Doc and his whole crew, and we decided to do an upman. Yeah, that was a nice event, and I will say, Larry, the food was good. Food was very good. Too good. Yeah, it was from the <laughs> Italian marketplace just down the street. Yeah. If you've never been there, where it's the old Alberinis. They do a great job. Oh, that's what you were telling me. The old Alberinis. Yeah. Okay. I'll be doggone. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was. Man, that was good. So, as Larry said, the event was very nice. We had a representative there from H. Upman. Do you remember his name? But anyway, we had a, a rep there, and it was an H. Upman event. And in that honor, we are going to have an H. Upman today. And again, I already told you what it was. I'll just tell you very briefly here about this H. Upman we're going to have today. So. This is a full to medium bodied cigar or medium to full containing tobacco from several different farms and growing regions in the Dominican Republic, including tobaccos from Andulo and Pilatico. And this is a, uh, you're telling me this is a new release, right? Yes. So this is a 2019 and of course H. Upman is owned by Altadas. We're gonna see what that's like. We're gonna smoke these today. We're gonna give you a review. And I think you're gonna tell me about the binder and the wrapper, because I think they're pretty extraordinary. The binder is a Dominican Olar binder, and the wrapper is a sultry Ecuadorian Sumatra leaf. We've been talking, we've been leaning a little bit towards the Sumatras and the Corojos, producing a uniquely creamy and complex note of nut, cedar, and toast. Wow, what a combination. Wow. So this is a Sumatran leaf grown in Ecuador. Ecuador. So it would have to be Sumatran seed, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Okay. So Sumatran seed grown in Ecuador. So what we've got is a Dominican Olor binder, as you were saying, a wrapper of Ecuador Sumatra leaf. Man, that sounds good. Yes. And the filler is Pilatico and Andulo, and that is Dominican Republic. Yeah, then that's that's the region that it was grown in. With a little Nicaraguan tobacco thrown in, so that's that's the filler. A little Nicaraguan tobacco as well. I wonder what that Nicaraguan tobacco thrown in there is. Thrown in. Thrown I guess some in. guy on top of a bin just throwing in Nicaraguan tobacco. So this is a, uh, they say it's some of the best Dominican tobacco in the world. It's processed at the Tabacalera de Garcia which is the largest handmade premium cigar factory in the world. In the world. In the world. If I went down to the store and I wanted to buy these, how, what, how, how many in a box? Well, there's boxes of 20, um, and they come in three sizes, the Robusto, the Toro, and the Bellicoso. 
And we're having what today? We're having the Toro. So the Toro, and I'm gonna check on the uh, ring official size. ring size here. Yeah. The ring, we have we have a fantastic ring gauge. There we go, 52, just like the Toro. A little bit of information about the Hispaniola tobaccos. The uh, Olor and Pilotico are the defining tobaccos within the H. Upon Hispaniola area, along with some of the Dominican Andulo. And, and this is considered a rather unusual tobacco. And unlike traditional premium leaf, this cured andulo is packed tightly into long, dense logs for more for a more concentrated sweetness. And then the sausage-like logs, and that's not my words, sausage-like logs are hung for fermentation. So anyway. The Toro is six and one eighth inches with a 52 ring size. What's the price on these if you were going to buy some of these? Each stick would be what? in around the eight, nine dollar range. So these aren't White Owl or Dutch Masters. These are good cigars. Yes. And I, I will have the audience know that Larry picked these out today, specially. We did want to do an H. Upman. Larry saw these and jumped on them, so we're going to see how these work out. Well, the the uh, the rep that was there, and, and and I'm sorry, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He was uh, he did a fine job. This was the his go-to cigar in oh, this new one? line. That's how it all started oh. as I was purchasing my cigars. Okay, and so that's how it started. So his nice, yeah. decent price point. Mm -hmm. Decent price point. So. Uh, we're getting ready to light them up. Lightation. Now, each of these is hand-rolled, long filler. The blender is Jose Mendez. The manufacturer is, again, Tabacalera Garcia. And they, they count these as a Dominican Republic cigar. So this is something that we haven't had on our podcast yet, as a Dominican Republic cigar. Yeah. yeah so think has been Honduran. And Nicaragua. Nicaragua. And, yeah. And, from the mountains of Detroit, exotic places like that. So if we were to look at this cigar right now, before lighting up, what's your physical first impressions? Nice construction. Uh, I would say, yeah. Very nice construction of the cigar. The, uh, the wrapper, no veins running through it. There's a little bit of an oily sheen to a little, it. A little oily sheen, sure. You know what strikes me, not having lit up yet, this thing has a very good smell to it. And drawing on it without lighting it yet, there's a nice flavor to that. There is, I like a little sweetness. Yes, I, I, got, I, I already lit up, as you can yeah. see, Greg. You know, I always look, jump the gun here a little bit. That's good, because I will always catch up and pass you. Yes, you will. <laughs> I take on the initial taste of the cigar, leather. Leather. They're saying this should be highly fragrant, full flavored. As right. you said earlier, there should be some toasted almonds in here. There should be some cocoa, taste of cedar, hints of spice, and you're getting leather. That's an interesting combination. Now I am going to light up, but as I do this, I'm going to talk about something that I don't think any of you folks know about. This comes from a gentleman who is an expert in cigars and he has a column called Hacking Your Cigar. He said, and I, I found this to be interesting. Go ahead, Professor. Alrighty. He said that when they ferment these leaves, any tobacco leaves, cigar leaves, 
that if they don't ferment it correctly or they rush the process, you may be left with some ammonia in your cigar from the leaves, from the fermentation. And we know that because you know, if you go into a fermentation room with tobacco leaves, man, it can almost choke you. Okay, that's a lot of the outgassing with ammonia and different gases. This gentleman says that when you light up your cigar, instead of breathing in or, or sucking in smoke, when you first light up, blow out through your cigar while you're lighting it. And if you see a jet of flame come out, that's the ammonia burning off. If you don't see a jet of flame, then that's not, apparently if there's either you didn't light it. Well, or, that's or, the initial <laughs> stage of the dog rocket taken off. <laughs> if you see a flame, so, it's a dog rocket taken off. You might want to hold on to your chair uh, when if that happens, because it might just blow you right across the room. <laughs> and in and, and all honesty, Larry and I did this test the other day, and I'm not going to mention the cigar names, but we took a what we thought was a mid-level, a sure. little bit higher than mid-level cigar yeah. from a very popular tobacco line and lit it and blew out and we got a three to four inch flame coming out. It was like a dog rocket taking off, just what Larry said. Wow. Then we went to a very high-end, without question high-end cigar, lit it, did the same thing and got no flame. That tells us that this guy that does the hacking of the cigars, if he's correct, then that was fermented all the way properly, no ammonia residue yeah. left, right? Correct. So, back to the mid-level cigar that gave us a three to four inch flame. It actually changes the flavor of the cigar if you blow out and, and keep blowing until there's no more flame. That means you've evacuated all the ammonia. Right? Your dog rocket has run out of fuel. It changes the whole taste of the cigar. We were amazed. Were you not? Yes. It's, it's like night and day. Suddenly it was really a good cigar. But this tells us that somebody somewhere rushed the production process, cut a few corners, didn't let it ferment properly, and got it out the door and into our hands as a upper mid-level cigar and we're talking about nine ten dollar cigar amazing it did change the flavor didn't it yes it did i'm gonna like this this is a test did you see a flame not at all not at all that tells us either the cigar is completely blocked <laughs> or they actually did the fermentation correctly, and there's no ammonia present in this. And based on how your cigar is smoking, oh, I'd say the cigar is not blocked, right? So now I'm using the patented litation device. One of the most, uh, I guess, intricate parts of the, of, you know, the growing and of course to the final product, the fermentation is the most critical of when they pull those and actually start the, con the construction of the cigar. Ooh, that lit nicely. Of course, we, we light our cigars correctly now. We don't put it directly in the flame. We char and toast the end first. 
Then when we do light, we rotate slightly as we light. And this has lit very well. I'm impressed already. Yes. I'm impressed, first of all, with that ammonia test. Yes. We got no flame. You are correct. That really was a surprise to me when we did that test with the higher end or mid, mid to higher end cigar that we had the other day. That surprised me. There's something to this then that tells me that. So folks, you can hack your cigar. You can make it taste better. Don't inhale or, or, or suck in right off the bat. Blow out with your lighter. And if you get a flame, there's residue ammonia in there. That means that potentially someone somewhere rushed the production process. Time is money. And with this Upman, this 1844 Hispaniola, I did not get even a hint of flame, flame. coming out. Well, when we tested that the other day, our cigars were already lit and we did it. Yeah. And the reason we know this, we had probably smoked, I don't know, a quarter of the cigar and you brought that up and you went ahead and, um, and I guess the best way to put it, kind of even the cigar out. It, well, ammonia is a, is a strong. Yeah. And it, it just flattened it out and it was a better smoke. Absolutely. And one of the things is it, it became the smoke that it advertised that it was supposed to be with the flavors. When I first lit up that unnamed cigar, it did not taste, it, I mean, it tasted like a couple rolled up newspapers at first. Should not be for a $10 cigar. But once we did the, the ammonia evacuation maneuvers, it then became the good cigar it claimed to be. So that's very interesting. Cigars are like anything else. I mean, you, you look at wine, why do you aerate red wines? A lot of times folks, Pop a, a bottle of red wine, and then, you know, right away you pour it, and you kind of go, oh, okay. And then after you do some swirling, and it takes on a whole different, it just opens the wine up. So who knew you could do this and maybe improve the taste of your cigar? I'm sold. As a matter of fact, I'll be doing that every time I light up a cigar now. Number one, out of curiosity. Curiosity, yes. Number two, it's going to improve the flavor. We had a question in our last podcast. Do you remember what that question was? Who smoked the first cigar? Was it Moses? Was it Genghis Khan? Well, we have an answer. I'll just launch into this, but I think it has to do with the Mayans. Because tobacco, the plant, is indigenous to Central America, places like that. It looks like tobacco in the smoking form has been around for well over a thousand years. They originally used to smoke tobacco just as a tightly wound bundle. They think that the Mayans invented the cigar. Apparently they used to wrap the tobacco in either palm or plantain leaves. That had to be awful because if the wrapper provides most of the flavor to today's cigars, would that not mean then that plantain or palm leaves would provide most of the flavor for Mayan cigars a thousand years ago? That had to be awful. Maybe we should try. Guess who comes along from Spain? Columbus. The local Indians introduced the tobacco and, and cigars to Columbus's men. And one of Columbus's lieutenants, Vega Larga, <laughs> was drawn to the cigar smoking and apparently smoked cigars every day on the trip back to Spain on the boat. So they got back to Spain and apparently it became very popular in Spain and then Portugal. And they all started smoking in Portugal. So then from there it spread on to Italy and other European countries. So it turns out that the Mayans may have smoked the first cigar. So anyway, I am, and Larry is, smoking our H. Upman 1844 Hispaniola. 
Cigar laws. There are cigar laws, aren't there? Some interesting ones. Is that like you must have a cigar at three, that kind of law? Yeah. You must have two per day? Is that a cigar law? Two per day. That's it. No more. No more. No less. In New Orleans, Louisiana, it's against the law for anyone participating in carnival or parade to smoke. What? You can do anything else, but you, you, you throw can your do everything off, else under the sun. But throw you beads and throw condoms, but you can't have a cigar. You're right. That's crazy. Also, all the parade floats must have a no smoking sign. And we know about signs here in our dear country. Signed clearly visibly to all those beady hungry Mardi Gras growers. In Zion, Illinois, it is illegal to give a lighted cigar to any dog, cat, or domesticated animal kept as a pet. Legal or illegal? Illegal. I can't give my dog a cigar in Zion? You're right. Illinois? Yes. Or a cat. When was the last time you saw a cat smoke a cigar? How could there even be a law like that? Or what else? Dog, cat, or what else? You can't make this stuff up. I saw a gerbil smoking a cigar the other day. It was hellish. In the New Jersey zoos, it's against the law to give cigar cigarettes or whiskey to any of the animals. Okay, here's my assumption then, Larry. Somebody somewhere tried to get a rhinoceros drunk. And the, and the politicians did by right there in the great state of New Jersey, they put a, put stop, a stop to, to that. that immediately. No, no more parrots smoking cigars in the zoo. Could you see an elephant <laughs> smoking <laughs> a big daddy? Somebody had to have tried that. I'm sure. Which is where the law comes from. Sure. People are nuts. This is what our politicians, that's what they're focused on. It's illegal to force a monkey to smoke a cigarette in South Bend, Indiana. You will smoke cigarettes. What is going on at the Notre Dame? You know, that is their mascot, the smoking monkey. The smoking monkey. These laws had to have originated from somewhere. Jackass trying to force a monkey to smoke in South Bend. In Australia, children are prohibited from purchasing tobacco products as long as they have an adult buy it for them. They are legally allowed to smoke cigars and cigarettes. In Marceline, Missouri, miners are able to purchase tobacco products, but not lighters. Now there's a good law. There's some politicians. That's like where you can you can buy fireworks, but you can't light them. You can't. You can't. Yeah, can't light them. And we all know that that happens because on the Fourth of July, it's complete silence in our neighborhoods. Uh, yes, it's definitely the silence. In Newport, Rhode Island, feel free to enjoy your tobacco pipe all day long. Until sunset, that is. As soon as the sun goes down, smoking pipes is against the law. This is in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, here's a good one. Ashtrays are banned in France because they're considerably <laughs> deadly weapons there. <laughs> If anybody out there knows differently, tell us. Just... So there's a little sidebar here, but you can consume 30 croissants at one time. <laughs> Last, one of my favorite states, oh. in Michigan. Smoking in bed is not only ill-advised, it's a downright illegal. Well, since we're embarking on um, the game that's coming up here in a couple weeks between Ohio State and the team up north. Just a little quick tidbit. Why do people from Ohio bury people in Michigan with their buns in the air? With their ass in the air. Why would they even do that? So they have a place to park their bike. Just a little throw out to our 
friends up north. I know you have a few that you could probably launch our way. We'll see you in three weeks. Yes, okay, indeed. back to cigars. I'm about one third done. My rating for the first physical impressions of this on a scale of one to 10, I would say a nine. Not too tightly packed, what would you think? Nope, good. Next rating is appearance. Larry? Oh, great appearance, great looking cigar. The band is even a little classy on this. Yes, yes it is. A little blast from the past. The aroma, very nice. Very nice. I, I am getting cedar. Mm -hmm. I am getting sweetness. Yes. I am getting a bit of spice. Uh, maybe a little cocoa, and I'm, I'm searching for the almonds flavor. I'm not getting that. Maybe you are. Are you getting toasted almonds in that? Not yet. Definitely the cedar and spice. There's two things we always, it's either tastes like chicken, peanut butter, and there's a third one was just on the tip of my tongue, and I think. <laughs> The bird. The bird. Rating is a one to ten, Larry. Oh, it's it's a nine to ten. It's burning fantastic. Beautifully even burn. The ash has held together nicely. Yes. I do have a little split in my wrapper, but that I think is from me fiddling with the cigar here. The flavor, medium bold, right? Yes. Yeah, tip it on bold. It's not a Maduro. As Doc Aquardino would say, this would be a great morning cigar. I think you're right. So the flavor, I'd give this a good solid eight. I'm right there with you, partner. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the flavor. Yep. The complexity of the flavors. It's a well-rounded complexity. I, I'll give it a, a seven. I think I would agree with you. There are levels of flavors in this. Yes. I think that rep was right. This is a good go-to cigar. Actually, better than a, just a go-to cigar. Next one, draw. I give mine an eight. The draw is excellent on this. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. What's the next category? Strength. It's nothing overbearing. It's just a, a well-rounded cigar. I would give this strength about a seven. And again, not meaning overwhelming strength. It's a cigar that you're gonna taste. So there's good strength there. It's not a cigar that's wimpy. Next category. I have no cracking wrapper. I do. My wrapper cracked. And it's about an inch long crack. And that could be from maybe the way I was holding it. Well, you might wanna check your humidor. Cause it's cracked. It's cracked, you know, cracked. But once again, this time of year, good. it does mm. not, as the air continues to get drier here, we lose the humidity here. It does not take long. It'll suck the moisture right out of your cigars if you don't have it in a proper humidor. We'll be back down. We'll need a little refund on these. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're just great. Kidding, just, just kidding. kidding. Just kidding. Price. Price. I think it's a good price point. Like I said, I think they're between eight and nine dollars. I think this one was at eight fifty. Nice price point. And as far as value, I'm going to give it a nine also. Good price. Yeah. Good cigar. Just overall, it's a it's a solid cigar. Time to smoke. No, no, it's not time to smoke, but the time it takes to smoke. We've had cigars that last 20 minutes, little cigars. We've had cigars that can last an hour. Well, I think we have a tendency when we're talking about cigar, we're probably drawing a little bit more than more. normal. So being that we're only halfway done, this could potentially be an hour and a half cigar. So that makes it a higher value, right? And finally, would I smoke this again? Would you? Absolutely. I'd give this a 10. So there you have our ratings, folks. That is the ratings that we have for the H. Upman 1844 Hispaniola. Excellent cigar. Very, very good. Shout outs. Anything you got in mind to do a shout out about as we wrap up here? Just want to thank everybody at Cordy's for another great smoker. Marianne and Karen were gracious, great hosts, and the whole crew down there. Too many to mention, but uh, thanks again. 
If you don't know where that is, it is in Girard, Ohio. It's probably about an eighth of a mile on the left-hand side heading into Girard, as soon as you go through the intersection there. Thank you very much for that, Larry. Now we're going to be fading out here. Good podcast, Larry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking the dog rocket.